Welcome in to Red Zone Radio. It is great to be here. Great to have you. Just a reminder, you can listen to Red Zone Radio on the iRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere that you get your podcast. We got a lot to talk about today, including the NFL draft, some NBA playoffs, especially the Lakers game one win against the Warriors. That was a big time win and some other news as well. So let's get right into it. All right, let's talk about the Lakers in their game one win. And before we do get to the Lakers, I, I haven't had a chance to touch on this yet, but I do want to say one thing about the Lakers' previous series against the Grizzlies, which is mainly about Dylan Brooks. There are reports out there that the Grizzlies have informed Dylan Brooks that he will not return to the team next year. And as far as Dylan Brooks goes, I think I liked him a lot more than most people did. And I understand that that style of play can kind of make people annoyed while watching him. He does talk a lot of trash. He does get in people's faces. He was poking LeBron, as he said, poking the bear. And maybe it it leaded to his exit from Memphis. Maybe it didn't. But I do want to say one thing, and this is the one area where I think people are not being fair to Dylan Brooks. They're like, well, the Lakers won the series, and and if Dylan Brooks didn't talk to all the trash that he did, the Lakers wouldn't have won. Am I really supposed to believe that if Dylan Brooks didn't say something to LeBron and then in a post-game interview say, I don't care, I poke bears, he's old. Okay, that's the quote. He said, when asked about LeBron and talking trash to him, he said, I don't care, I poke bears, he's old. Am I really supposed to believe that if he didn't say that comment that the Grizzlies would have advanced? This Grizzlies team cannot buy a three-point shot. They cannot shoot the three ball. And that's something that they're going to have to evaluate when they go in the offseason. And that's fine. And they weren't ready to make a run yet. But the media coverage of Dylan Brooks, a lot of people are like, well, it's what he deserves. I don't care if you talk trash or not. You do not deserve to be wrongfully covered because someone doesn't like what you do on the court. I don't like a lot of what he did. The staring down, the talking trash, I agree. His resume at this point in his career was not enough to talk trash with LeBron. He's not a Hall of Famer yet. He's not, uh, he hasn't won an NBA championship yet. I agree with all of that, but I don't care. That does not entitle the media to wrongfully cover him because of that. He did not make the Grizzlies lose this series. As a matter of fact, as far as forget all the off court stuff in the in the ejection that he had in game four, I believe it was, against the Lakers. As far as how he played on the floor, I thought he was pretty good. Did he miss some open threes? Yeah. But I thought he learned how to play, he took the shots that he was given, and he's actually a much better defender than people give him credit for. I thought he played pretty well on the court. And again, I understand his style drives people crazy. I get all that. It does not mean that what he did made the Grizzlies lose. And that is just one thing I want to say. I think it's been very wrongly covered, okay? He has absolutely, this Grizzlies team, whether he said what he said or not, 
would not have beaten the Lakers. Now, I thought they were at the beginning of the series, but when it t- turns out they cannot hit the three-pointer. You have to be able to hit the three, and you also have to be able to control your pace. I understand Memphis likes to go fast, but if you watch them in that series, there were many times where they're going too fast for their own good. You can play up pace, but you still have to be under control. That They were just downright reckless at times, and they're young, and I think they'll be back. And maybe without Dylan Brooks, as the report says, but I just want to clear that up. I thought Dylan Brooks was being wrongfully covered. And also, I think this Memphis team, why it was a disappointment this this season, I think it's not just the skill. The, the, the skill is kind of pretty much there as far as a team that's able to make a deep playoff run. They have to be able to learn to play under control, not just careless, reckless basketball like you saw in that series. Okay, now let's get to the Lakers. Game one against the Warriors. Something you saw in that game that I thought was really important was, well, first of all, Draymond kind of got into a little bit of foul trouble early on. And secondly, I think you saw the fact that the Warriors, we all talk about, and and I'm as guilty of it as anybody, that LeBron is limited by his age. And he is. I, I, I mean, that's not even a wrong opinion to have. Because he is 38 years old. No matter how good you are, that is going to catch up to you eventually when you're playing basketball. And so he is limited by his age. But so are the Warriors. And what you saw last night was a team in, in the Lakers that had, had that, that, by the way, a game haven't played since Friday. And in that game, they had it under control by halftime essentially I mean the game was over by a third quarter so they had that little bit of extra rest and then they had the whole extra day of rest and as much as Steph Curry was great and even though with five minutes left the Kings game kind of felt over Steph Curry had to put up 50 points so he's tired the Warriors are tired they just came out of a seven game series the Lakers came out of a six game series but it it was a much more controlled six games because they went up 3-1 I think the Warriors will bounce back from this, and I and I think they'll win game two. But that could not have been bigger for the Lakers. Stealing game one, getting to go back to their place, knowing at, the, at worst they go back to their place tied. But they have now the potential to go back to their place up 2-0 on the Warriors. And I think as even though LeBron's older and even though De'Aaron Fox is great with the Kings, I think the Warriors will tell you, you cannot go down 2-0 on LeBron. And Anthony Davis. You might be able to do it on a young Kings team. You can't do it with the Lakers. And so, as far as... And by the way, I'm, I'm ready to admit, I was wrong about the Lakers. I didn't even think they are going to get out of round one. I said I don't think they're just going to be able to start playing great basketball because the playoffs and LeBron's old. And maybe that will come in eventually. But as far as right now, not only do they look like they can beat the Warriors, they look like they are a championship contender. And I'll say this... If they do get out of this series and they are up 1-0, they match up really good with Denver. Really good with Denver. And if they somehow get through that series, now we're getting ahead of ourselves, but if they somehow get through that series, who is going to beat them from the East? The East, I don't think, the best teams do not look nearly as good as any of us thought. The 76ers, Embiid is already having injury problems. The Celtics lost to the 76ers without Embiid. They don't look great. And Milwaukee, who we all thought were going to be at least in the Eastern Conference Finals, at least the second round, got beaten five games by the Heat. 
and the Heat and Knicks are tied. I don't think anybody in the East is being. I mean, the Lakers still have a long way to go, but it is definitely, I was wrong. Okay, I will admit it, I was wrong about the Lakers. They can definitely win a championship the way they're playing. And it, I think once you get out of this series, and obviously it's not over, they're only up by one game, but if they get out of this series, it's only going to get easier for them if they beat Denver and in the finals. So we'll see what happens. All right, let's go to some NFL news. So this was interesting. Today the report came out that the Jets have signed Randall Cobb, who we all know is a longtime teammate and friend of Aaron Rodgers. And I really liked it. It gets Aaron more comfortable in the offense. It gives him some continuity. It it tells Aaron from New York, like, hey, we're listening to what you want. We'll get you what you want, but you got to win games for us. A lot of people think that this whole Aaron Rodgers to New York thing, they think that I, I know what a lot of people's criticisms criticism of it is, which is that they believe some New York Jets fans or, or just some people in the media in general are like, well, it's great, but it's a short-term fix. And that is true. But at the same time, not every team that has won a Super Bowl, take the Rams in 2021, for example, or even the Bucks in 2020, had a 10-year had a franchise quarterback at the controls for that Super Bowl. And I, I firmly believe that with Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback of the Jets, I'm not. I'm not saying they're going to be favored in every game, or or that they're that they're predicted to win every game. But you put Aaron Rodgers on the Jets against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, even though the Chiefs are going to be favored, and you would probably pick the Chiefs in an AFC playoff game. Don't you still feel like wow, like that's a good matchup? Like don't don't you at least think the Jets could win? Before you didn't think that because they were dysfunctional at the quarterback position. They no longer are, and that's thanks to Aaron Rodgers. And again, I've talked about this before, but I'm going to echo this again. If I have to hear one more person say, well, Aaron Rodgers, we're looking in the rearview mirror when we're talking about his back-to-back MVPs. It is not the rearview mirror. It is the year before last. We're not going back five years. We're going back the year before last in which he won back-to-back MVPs. And yes, his numbers declined last year because he lost his all-NFL, all-pro receiver in Devontae Adams. What does he get at New York? Randall Cobb, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall. I, I, I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be very happy this year playing for New York, playing for New York, and it might be for a year, it might be for two years, but the Jets are going to have a chance in every game they play, and it's going to be really interesting and fun to watch. All right, let's shift back to basketball because the Suns are down 2-0, and they probably are going to lose this series because Denver is just so overwhelmingly efficient, and a lot of people are going to talk about Kevin Durant losing big games. This is something that I think is really important to talk about. If this was next year, I would completely agree with what people are saying. He has played less than 20 games fully with the Suns as far as being a starter, as far as being healthy. He's played less than 20 games with them. You need chemistry in basketball, and as great as a player as he is, Chris Paul is now out. 
I don't I don't care about I understand the championship or bust mentality, but that's not for this Suns team. Maybe next year. He came very, very late in the season. He has played less than twenty games with them. It, you have to have chemistry and I can't and I'm not gonna expect them to be a Denver team A without Chris Paul, but B a Denver team with the reigning back to back MVP on it prior to Joel Embiid winning it this year. And and a Denver team that's been together for years and has the chemistry. So I do not think it's fair to say, well, Kevin Durant can't win anywhere. Because if this was next year, we, we this would be a different conversation. But he just has not had enough time to gel with this team. Denver has had years, and they're probably going to the Western Conference Finals. All right, well, that is going to wrap it up. I know this episode is a little short today, but that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Red Zone Radio. Have a great day, and I'll see you next time on Red Zone Radio.